Uh, let it put say loud, Amen. Amen. I had been in meetings where I prayed, and then I paused, and then I prayed again. And uh, someone might have wondered, uh, why, did, why did that happen? I said, when I prayed the first time, I didn't sense in my heart that I had taken control. I don't preach until I dominate the environment. Amen. It's an anointing. It's an apostolic function. Amen. So if I felt that it had not been subdued, I prayed again. So from here to everywhere my voice can be heard is submissive to the word of God. Glory to God. Today I want to share with you what I've titled the fruits of righteousness. The fruits of righteousness. Everybody say the fruits of righteousness. Glory to God. Righteousness is not a side subject in the New Testament. Righteousness is not a side subject in the New Testament. It's the main matter. Hallelujah. And so most of the time, when we have the opportunity to discuss or teach, as the case might be, on righteousness, it's important that it's done properly. So that we don't have misconceptions. There are a lot of times where people assume they understand what the scripture is saying when they've not really studied those scriptures. So we're going to stay with God's word. Our text is Philippians 1 verse 11. Hallelujah. We read it when we were praying. In Philippians 1 verse 11, well, um, this verse is part of a prayer that Paul was praying for the Philippian church. And uh, the prayer started maybe two verses earlier, I think the ninth verse, where it said, I pray that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. Amen. They said that you may approve things that are excellent. That you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ. Then verse 11, he said, being filled. Being filled. Our focus is verse 11. But remember, he was praying for them. Why was he praying for them? Meaning that whatever he was praying for had not been manifested yet in their lives. Amen. Are we together? So he prayed that they will be filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. The thing about Paul's prayer is that when he prays, his prayer is a teaching. Amen. You will learn from the prayer points. So from the prayer point, he has first introduced to us that there is such a term as fruits of righteousness. Glory to God. There is such a thing as fruits of righteousness. Before we 
go this go far with this i just want to establish certain things um it is important to know what righteousness means amen there are very common scriptures i should mention for example second corinthians 5 21 amen we'll take that one first in second corinthians 5 21 it says, for he had made him, he's talking about Jesus, to be seen for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So have we been made the righteousness of God? So it means we've been made the righteousness of God. Now, let's assume you didn't understand this. You didn't understand this. I'll show you another scripture. Let's look at Romans 5.17. Maybe I'll go to Romans 10 also. In Romans 5.17, it says something there. It says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Here, it introduces what it was referred to as what? The gift. Everybody say the gift of righteousness. The first scripture we read in Philippians 1.11, what was it talking about? The fruit of righteousness. He's not talking about the same thing. Amen. Are we together? He's not talking about the same thing. So, let's look at Romans chapter 10. I just want to show you something. In Romans 10, um, from verse 1 to 3. 1 and 2 suffice, but 1 to 3. Brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. That means as a nation, they are not saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Verse 3. Read it with me. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. That means that God wants you or anyone to submit himself to what? To the righteousness of God. This scripture establishes that there is a difference between your own righteousness and the righteousness of God. Amen. Now, the reason why a Christian can say he is righteous is because he has received the righteousness of God. Amen. Am I communicating? Okay. And then the scripture I read to you in Romans 5.17 called it a gift. The gift of righteousness. It means you didn't earn it. It was given to you. Amen. Are we together? It was given to you. Righteousness is a gift. It was given to you. Get that? So, when you understand that you have a righteousness offered to you as a gift, you don't have to try to establish your own righteousness. Because you already have a righteousness that is superior to any righteousness you can work out on your own. Amen. So, we sing that song, I, I am the righteousness of God. I have the gift of righteousness. Amen. Every Christian ought to boldly declare, I am righteous. Amen. Why? Because righteousness is what? A gift. Now, I have to explain what righteousness is so that I can explain what the fruits of righteousness are. Amen. Okay? I've established that righteousness is a gift. Now, 
There is another word that sometimes is used in place of the word righteousness. Is the word justification. Ever say justification. All right. So we find that word in Romans 5 verse 1. In Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have what? Peace with God. Hallelujah. Justification. Now, justification and righteousness can be used interchangeably. So, if you say you are justified, you are also implying you are righteous. Hallelujah. There's a difference between justifying yourself. And I always explain it this way. Sometimes you have an argument with someone and you feel the person is wrong. And the person is claiming to be right. You say you are justifying yourself. By that, you are giving the definition of justification. It's a claim to be right. Amen. Am I communicating? To be justified means you are claiming to be right. But now, what has happened is that it is God that is claiming that you are right. Because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. He's saying because of what Jesus did and you have believed. By believing in what Jesus did, you are right. He's declaring you right. Right in his sight. That means that he doesn't relate with you like there's anything wrong with you. Amen. Am I communicating? That's righteousness. So, the, the, the righteousness is the rightness of God. Amen. It's being right with God. Amen. Am I communicating? That means you are right with him. As long as God is concerned, you are right. Why? Because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Did you get that? Now, this rightness with God is a gift that God gives. Someone doesn't work it out. God gives it. By believing, Abraham was counted righteous. Amen. By believing, you and I are counted among what? The righteous. The difference between the Old Testament and the New is that in the New Testament, righteousness is a gift. In the Old Testament, they had to carry out certain works and activities to have something that looked like righteousness. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, so right, say righteousness is a gift. Say again, righteousness is a gift. Good. So, the gift of righteousness is different from the fruits of righteousness. And um, the Apostle Paul was careful how he introduced it. He said, being filled. The language actually is continuously filled. That means you can have more and more and more and more, hallelujah, of the fruits of righteousness showing up in your life. So what are the fruits of righteousness? I'll give you a definition. The fruits of righteousness are the products, the outcomes, the consequences of our right standing with God. I'll take that again. The fruits of righteousness are the products, the outcomes, the consequences 
of our right standing with God. Did you get that? Tell me what you wrote. Want to go? Of our right standing. God doesn't do something for nothing. There's a reason why he wants you to have right standing in his sight. Because there are benefits of that right standing. Are you with me? So, that's your right standing with God. The outcome, the products of it, is what Paul was referring to as what? The fruits of righteousness. Now, there are two clear, there are several places, but there are two clear places where fruits of righteousness were used. We read one, Philippians 1.11. The next one you find in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. He went further, he added a word that brought it home more. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. Wake up. (laughs) Are we together? Let's read together. Want to go? Now, he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed soon, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Now, here, he now qualifies righteousness. Your righteousness. He's talking about the righteousness you received. It has become yours. Amen. Are we together? Your righteousness. It has become yours. That gift that was given to you, now it has become what? Yours. But he now explains to us that we can increase in the fruits of our righteousness. It it lines up with what he has said in Philippians 1.11. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness. It can be more than what it was last year. Amen. That means there could be more fruits of righteousness in your life this year than was last year. Amen. The fruits of our righteousness are endless. But we'll try to just give you a guide so you'll be able to uh, know what exactly the scripture means when it talks about the fruits of our righteousness. You know, one time <laughs> we were teaching. You know, people can assume anything because, you know, someone can use his head and try to explain scripture. But there's only one way to understand scripture, revelation. Amen. It has to be revealed. Glory to God. All right? You don't reason out a scripture. You allow the Spirit of God unveil it. So, someone was talking about the weapons of our warfare. He said, the weapon, sorry, I don't want to criticize anybody, you know. And then they say certain things. Say, number one is Holy Ghost fire. Number two is, you know, and they start listening. I said, where did you get your list from? Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> because it's the person that mentioned the weapons that will know what he's talking about. So you have to study along the lines of the one that wrote it. Amen. That's how we're studying, along the lines of Paul, that introduced the fruits of righteousness. Amen. So you study around it, then it will be revealed what he's actually talking about. Amen. And that's why I gave you a definition. That the fruits of righteousness are the products, the outcomes, the consequences 
of your right standing with God. Amen. Are we together? So, um, to help us, I, because I know I'm teaching different categories of people. You know, I'm teaching people here that just got born again. I'm teaching people that have been saved for a long time. and So, so we have to put it in a place where everybody can understand it. If it was a Bible school, I wouldn't go on this path. Now, but let's look at Isaiah 54. Amen. In Isaiah 54, um, from 14th verse, sorry, you will find that the scripture talks about righteousness. And it was an Old Testament prophecy for our day. Hallelujah. Alright? It was talking about righteousness in the Old Testament. Now, I'm going to read from 14 through to 17, then we'll explain. Are you with me? So, it says, In righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Next verse. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. That's where they got fall and die. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. I have created the waster to destroy. Verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And read the last sent a statement. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Now, from 14 to 17, this subject there is righteousness. Amen. He's dealing with what? Righteousness. You need to read this portion in maybe a more Greek-inclined text. You'll be amazed at what he's talking about. Is, is heavy. Amen. Their righteousness, what he's saying is that these people I'm talking about, the righteousness they have, they got it from me. Amen. And are you, are you the people? Are you the people? Did you get your own from him? Amen. Alright. He said, their righteousness is of me. It's from me. It came from me. Now, from this portion of the scripture, we can actually look at the fruits of righteousness. Amen. The consequences of righteousness. The products of righteousness. The outcomes of righteousness. We can see it here. Amen. Are we together? Look at verse 14. Let's start from there. Now, it said, In righteousness shall thou be established. Then what will happen? When you are established in righteousness, you will be far from oppression. Glory to God. <laughs> you know what it means to be far from oppression? The Hebrew word there is not just talking about, it's talking about someone ruling over you, extorting you. So in some texts it says you'll be far from extortion. Amen. You'll be far from oppression. Far from oppression means that you will not be anywhere around 
where someone or something is dominating you. Hey, listen to me. He is another, is another way of saying you will reign. You know, in Romans 5.17, he had already said, For if by one man's offense death reign by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign. Reigning, having dominion, is a fruit of your righteousness. Are you listening to me? It's a fruit of your righteousness. Having that influence in your sector, in the place you're operating, is a fruit, is an outcome of your right standing with God. Do you know, righteousness is God's qualification of you. Meaning that God is saying, I've qualified you. And nothing can disqualify you. Amen. So, the fruit of your righteousness. He said, when we say, increase in the fruits of your righteousness. He's saying that you will keep reigning. Amen. You have more influence. Amen. You know, one of the things God said to man in Genesis... He said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Then he says, subdue it and have dominion. Glory to God. Am I communicating? And have dominion. Now, when you are given the gift of righteousness, what God expects from you is that because he has declared you right, you will stand in his place and have dominion. Living oppressed means that the fruits of your righteousness are not manifesting. Amen. Glory to God. So you are far from oppression. Lift your hands. Say, I'm far from oppression. Say, I'm far from oppression. He didn't say you'll be oppressed small, little. No, he said far. Meaning that you're not around anywhere where you are oppressed. Then he said, For thou shalt not fear. He's still talking about the fruits of righteousness. Thou shalt not fear. Let me explain in the context of the New Testament. You know, there are two sides of that coin called righteousness. Permit me to say, use that illustration. On one side, it deals with our approach to God. On the other side, it deals with our confrontation of Satan. Amen. Are you listening to me? It is because of righteousness. We have boldness. So when he says you shall not fear, he's saying that you have nothing to fear. Amen. You have boldness to come. Hebrews 4, the last verse. He said, let us come therefore what? Boldly. To the throne of grace. Verse 16. Let us come therefore what? Boldly. To the throne of grace. Amen. Why are you coming boldly? Because you've been made right. Glory to God. You've been made right. Now, that boldness to approach God 
It's the same boldness to confront Satan. Do you know why some believers are afraid to cast out devils? They say, that guy is possessed. They say, let's go and call a pastor. Why? Because they have not understood righteousness. Amen. There's a scripture in Proverbs. Um, it says that the righteous is as bold as a lion. Amen. Alright? Another scripture says that the lion turneth away from none. That means that the, the, one, the character of the lion is that he fears nothing. He doesn't turn away from anyone. So when the Bible says the righteous is as bold as a lion, he's saying that he has no fear. Glory to God. It means that boldness, boldness is a fruit, amen, of your righteousness. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. And you can increase in boldness, amen. Am I complicating? Now, when I say boldness, there are two sides to boldness. Towards God. It's boldness towards God that made Joshua shout and say, Let the sun stand still. A man dead, said the sun stand still. He was bold toward God. Amen. Am I communicating? He made a demand for what nobody had ever demanded. Amen. Am I communicating? That boldness in the place of prayer changes how you pray. When you hear stories of the man called John Knox in Scotland that we pray and say, Give me Scotland or I die. Somebody say, ah, don't talk to God like that. Amen. Boldness. Smirugusot said, if the spirit doesn't move me, I move the spirit. Amen. What kind of audacity? That audacity comes from that understanding of your right standing. It's the fruit of your righteousness. Listen to me. One of the things you see in the New Testament, in Acts, is said about the early church, is that they speak the word of God. Speak was the King James English. They speak the word of God boldly. Why is he telling you they spoke boldly? Because there is power in your boldness. Amen. Let me put it this way. The bolder you are in the things of the Spirit, the more results you will have. Some of you don't know that. Some of you don't know that. There is a connection between boldness and manifestations. So, that boldness is a fruit of your righteousness. Is a fruit of your righteousness. Hallelujah. I remember the first time um, uh, we were in a meeting and then we called out people that needed to receive the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, um, now we've been doing that, you know, many years back, so, but this was the university days. So we called out people that needed to receive the Holy Ghost. So I said, there were 50 of them. I said, how many of you know these people? I said, you know, they, they're not filled with the Holy Ghost. They don't, they're praying tongues. Say yes. I said, every one of them will feel the Holy Ghost. Someone was even offended. What kind of audacity? Is he the one giving them the Holy Ghost? How does he know that they will feel the Holy Ghost? Amen. Why? 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 Is it, you see, these are the things I don't like in the body of Christ. When men of God just talk anyhow. After all of them were filled, the people came to find out how, how, how does that happen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And then we've had meetings where we say, now, this place is going to be healed now. Say, ah, 
how do you know? How do you know they're going to be healed? Praise God. I once told someone, I said, just be listening to me for the next three months, your life will change. And the person mentioned it to someone, I said, this, 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 this I don't used to like. How can, how can someone say that? Is he God? I said, you don't know what it is to be an ambassador for Christ. Amen. I speak on his behalf. Amen. Glory to God. I speak for him. Amen. Glory to God. All right? You see an ambassador of a country. He says, the stand of the United States is so, so, and so. He doesn't have to call anybody. What he had said is what the president is saying. Glory to God. Am I communicating? So, boldness. Let me say boldness. boldness. Let me stay a little in the area of boldness. Now, to you, boldness is just a word. I want to explain to you that most of the reasons why a lot of believers fail in some of their endeavors is because of timidity. Are you listening to me? If you read the scriptures in 2 Timothy, it says, for God had not given us, 1 verse 7, for God had not given us, what? The spirit of fear. Now, now, spirit of fear there talked about is cowardice. Amen. Timidity. You know, we never can tell what's going to happen to us. You know, we're just being careful. You know, it's not good to show yourself too much. The land of the timid. You are speaking their language. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. He said, God has not given you the spirit of cowardice, but of love, of power, and of sound mind. Amen. That means that when you are operating under the spirit of fear, your mind is not sound. Oh, you didn't hear me well. Because he's telling you, God, the spirit God gave to you is a spirit of love, power, and what? The power there is ability. Amen. And then a sound mind. There's a Greek word there about sound mind. Phronio. There's a word there. Listen. It means that when a man is intimidated and cowardly, it's because his mind is not sound at that moment. His thinking is not sound. His thinking is not in line with the word of God. That's why he cannot take that step. This year, you want to see possibilities. There has to be that fruit of righteousness in your life. Boldness. Boldness. Glory to God. That thing that made David look at Goliath and say, he didn't say, man, see how big this guy is. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That's how you'll be talking this year. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Boldness. The Bible talks about the early church. It said, with boldness, they preached the word. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, 
They knew they had been with Jesus. It's only Jesus that talks like that. Jesus will show up. Imagine Jesus showing up in Rumemi. He was born in Rumemi. Then he says, I am the light of the world. They say, this boy. This boy. I said it to that they did not cure this thing when he was small. That day, I was there when he was 12 years old. When he was talking plenty, adults were there. They did not flog him very well. If they had flogged him, this madness would have been cured by now. Before Abraham, I am. Uh -uh. Who talks like that? Boldness. There was no circumstance that Jesus met that he cowered. None. 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 I was sharing with someone how the gift of faith operates in my life. You know. And um, I was talking about how I had an impartation. You know, and then I had a dream. And um, there was someone that was destroying the whole place. An evil spirit, but it was like a, a, a form of a, a female. Just destroying the place. There was just destruction everywhere. Destruction. And when I was looking at the destruction, I had reasons to be afraid. But the instruction I had was turn and keep walking. Now, it was a wrong move for me to turn my eyes away from the destruction. Are you understanding me? Because at least I would defend myself. So, I turned. I started walking. And I could hear the noise coming closer to me, like the destruction was going to hit me, coming closer to me, coming closer to me. But there was rest in my heart. Are you understanding me? I kept going. Then, the being, the demonic being, jumped up and was now like over my head to pour out the destruction on me, to hit me. I was still moving at the pace that I was moving. And a light from heaven struck and destroyed it. When I woke up from that dream, something shifted in my life. Listen, you know, there are some people that, you know, there's a difference between trying not to be afraid and having no fear. There are two different things. There are two different things. There are two different things. Glory to God. Are you with me? Today, boldness. Boldness, you can't be imparted with boldness. You know, there's somebody that always timid about everything. Even when they come to church on Sunday. You understand that? You say, um, come to this way. Hey, front. <laughs> Even as they are sitting in church now, you know, as a pastor, I've pastored for years now. If some people are doing it even today, you know, one day, maybe when I have time, I will pick you, I will say, you are doing it, you are doing it. As I'm preaching, if I walk this way, they will use someone's head in front of them to block their face. <laughs> If I walk this way, they behave like 
If you don't see them, you won't have word of knowledge for them. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, you know, some of them, I hear their thoughts. You understand that? So, uh, if I pre- if t- turn like this now, they just... You understand that? They're seated though. They're not moving. But they're just... They don't want me to see their face. You understand that? Just using someone's head to block. You know. And there's some people, their head is very big. So, it really helps, you understand that, to achieve the purpose. Amen. Amen. So those people will never want to sit in the first line where the pastor is, you know, right in front of them. You understand that? <laughs> Glory to God. But you see, listen to me. Timidity shows in different ways. It shows in different ways. It doesn't matter what had happened to you, how you were raised. You know, there are some children that were, sh- they were always shutting them down. Shut, shut up! Adults are talking, you're talking. I will squeeze you now. You know, they're always shutting up the child until the child feels that he's stupid. So now he's an adult. He can't even talk where adults are talking. Amen. Well, he's an adult. They are shutting down so much that he's shut down inside. You know, they're poor like that. So they even know the thing. They know. They're intelligent. But they're not bold enough. To express their intelligence. And because of that, there are opportunities they miss. Do you know that a fool, because of his loudness, is assumed to know? Do you know that? I tell people, it's not everybody on television that knows what they're talking about. Amen. Did you hear me? You know, if, 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 it's not everybody on radio or television. Some people, some people on radio, they don't know what they're doing. They just had an opportunity to be on radio. They would just be blabbing. One guy one time was talking one nonsense. You know, I was just listening. I said, how can somebody be so full of nonsense? You know, you know let's assume that there's a measure of nonsense in you. You understand that? There's no, <laughs> there's no measure of sense in him. It's fullness of nonsense. But you know one thing? He's bold about his nonsense. <laughs> Listen, it's good to teach your children to be bold, to be confident. Amen. Are we together? Yeah, I'm talking to parents now. Teach them to be confident, to speak up. Because if someone is confident, People will first assume that he knows before they start analyzing what he's saying. Am I communicating? Ah, one time like that. We had a, a, a brother years ago, you know, years ago. He's over 15 years now. He's, he's very bold. So one day they told him to come and share something about Holy Spirit or something. I can't remember. It was to talk to brethren. But I just happened to be there, you know, different people speaking, you know, so he was to speak. I sat down there. So he stood up to talk. I can't remember the exact thing, but he was saying something like, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Say it. And he said, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God that is holy, that is the Spirit. You know, now, I was sitting down there, 
And he actually was repeating the same thing in different ways. Over five minutes, seven minutes, he was saying the same thing in different ways. And he had not said anything. But the authority with which he was speaking, the people had to write his nonsense. <laughs> Say, write it. You are not writing. Write it. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. <laughs> Praise God. Am I communicating? Receive boldness in your spirit. I said, receive boldness in your spirit. Now, where I'm going to with this is that the scripture is saying that boldness is a fruit of your righteousness. And you can increase in boldness. You can be bolder today than you were yesterday. Amen. Lift your hands and say, I receive boldness. Say again, I receive boldness. Now, boldness is not just in the place of prayer. It's also in life. In the projects you handle. Amen. In your business concerns. In your day-to-day activity. Now, listen to me. There's a difference between pride and boldness. I'm not talking about pride. Just as there's a difference between humility and stupidity. There's a difference between pride and boldness. Someone can be bold and still be humble. Amen. Glory to God. It is because of this boldness that some people don't even preach the gospel. They don't want to be seen as different from others. So they cannot share their faith. I've seen unbelievers that are bold. They will involve you in their sin. My dad, my father was sharing a story. He was in Lagos. Somewhere just dressed properly in Lagos. A man just came and met him and said, Do you know where I can find a prostitute around here? He said, What? <laughs> That's, you could understand. What? The boldness of a sinner. Have you, not, have you not been in places where an unbeliever woke up and say, you get lighter? <laughs> Are you understanding me? That means he just expects that everybody is supposed to be smoking. Hello? If an unbeliever could be so bold in his sin, why won't you be bold in your righteousness? Amen. Be bold in your righteousness. Some of you have colleagues in the office. You've never shared the gospel with them. Until one day they saw you on TV. They said, you go to church. I see your face. You go. He said, eh. Eh. You? Eh. Why have you not preached to me? <laughs> You've never shared the gospel. When they're gisting their own thing, you follow them. Like, they're cracking jokes. Abusing men of God. That's your short pastor. <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> see your head. You cannot even say no, 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 no. Don't go there. Don't go there. You see people that are bold about their club sites. You just say something negative about it. They say no! They will argue with you. You cannot defend your faith. That's timidity. 
That's cowardice. Amen. You can't even say hallelujah in church, in your, in your office. You excited. I'm in the office. So. But your boss and your colleagues are always shouting, the cocoa, the cocoa in the office. They are not ashamed to say cocoa in front of you. You cannot say hallelujah. You cannot say glory. You can't speak in tongues. You are reading your Bible on your phone. You don't want your colleague to know that you are reading Bible. They should slap you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive boldness in the name of Jesus. A, a lady, uh, years ago, you know, a lady, in those years where they didn't have proper internet, you know, we had a dial-up in, in, in this city, you know. I'm trying to remember the year now, this many years back. So, we used to go somewhere to make international calls, right? So, I was there, and then there's a lady, she's a believer, and um, she was calling her husband in a foreign country. So, she, he complained to her about certain things, and then she said, let us pray. So she started praying over the phone. I was the one to make the call after her. So I was listening. I was just there, and she was praying over the phone. She stopped. And she said, honey, are you still there? He said, yes. He said, you're not saying amen. He said, just be praying. <laughs> so she said, are there people around you? He said, yes. He said, is it why you cannot even just say Amen. Are you understanding me? He couldn't say amen. You know that kind of time I say, give me the phone, let me talk to you. <laughs> I don't know them, but I'm like, you know, that kind of give me the phone. <laughs> you understand that? Because that's how I felt. He can't say amen. You meet believers that can't say amen. You're in a public vehicle. Someone is preaching or praying. You can't even say amen. You're doing as if you're not part of those people. All these mad people that used to preach, I'm not part of them. When they start abusing the man, when he comes down from the vehicle, you join that and say, don't mind them. But you're on your way to church. That is the same thing as betraying Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen. It's the same thing. <laughs> Amen. I'm saying it's the same thing. There's no difference. Amen. I'll share a story. I was still, um, I think my first few years in school, I was taking a vehicle to school, uh, transport. So, when I got into the vehicle, uh, it was not yet full. So, a man now entered the vehicle. And he was praying in tongues. They might need your attention. And he was praying in tongues. You know, you're not just praying in tongues, you know. There, there are different ways you pray in tongues. He was praying like he was growing. <laughs> he entered the car like that. <laughs> he entered the car. And sat. As he entered praying like that, everybody started looking at each other. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And they were looking at me too, because I was already in the car. Like, hey, they're like the crazy people have come over. Oh. You know, the, the, the guys have lost their mind are now here. You know, that kind of thought. They didn't say anything, but that's what they were implying. So he was praying. He was just sitting praying. I just waited. As the, everybody entered the vehicle and started going. 
I supported him. Everybody kept quiet too because they don't know who again is mad. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You know, my own was worse because I looked normal before. The man came in crazy, but I looked normal. So it either looked like he had infected me or there are more mad people in this car. I identified with him. Amen. Glory to God. That's Christianity. Amen. I identified with him. We prayed our way until we I don't I didn't ask we didn't discuss. He got to the point, came down. I continued. You know, it's that type when you want to pay the guy when I say, Don't worry. <laughs> Glory to God. Ever say boldness. boldness. Say again, boldness. boldness. Glory to God. Listen, this boldness will help you in every area of your life. Glory to God. It will help you. It will help you. It's a fruit of your righteousness. I'm out of time. It's a fruit of your righteousness. Amen. Um, we'll have another time. Glory to God. Did you learn something? Did you learn something? You will reign. Having influence is a fruit of your righteousness. It's a fruit of your righteousness. There will be more quarters, more spheres of influence that you will cover. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you with me? Because you are increasing in the fruits of your righteousness. Before he said, oh, it was just here and here and here. But now you are dominating more places. Amen. Glory to God. Am I communicating? More people are hearing about what God is doing in your life. That's influence. Influence is God that gives influence. So. Amen. Lift your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. My life is filled. And will continue to be filled. With the fruits of righteousness. Say it again. Say my life is filled. And will continue to be filled. With the fruits of righteousness. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Sit down for a moment. Don't come out to first time. It's too early for me to close. What, what happened? Why will I close now? That what happened? With boldness I say I'm not closing. So I'm not done. Amen. I was not here last Sunday. Our father. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Someone came for one word from God. I finished preaching. 